check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeremy Shear. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a digital agency that helps you create a month's worth of premium content in only 60 minutes. So I'm a Gen Xer. And when I was in the bloom of my youth, being Gen X was pretty much as cool as you could be. But now, of course, it's been a long time since my generation has been totally surpassed in the coolness department, first by millennials, which I guess maybe are Gen Y. I I don't know. It's hard to keep track. But now definitely by Gen Z. And members of Gen Z, as far as I'm aware, are many things for better and for worse. And One thing that they tend to be is very much online, and they are masters of the meme. And by meme, I mean those repurposed images and video clips with the witty captions that rocket across the internet at the speed of a Canadian wildfire. Before long, and in some ways probably already, Gen Zers are going to be entering the workforce. They're already there, entering in droves and occupying positions with a lot of buying power. And so if you're a B2B marketer, or any kind of marketer, but for our purposes of B2B marketer, you need to have a strategy ready for using, among other things, for using memes to get their attention. And that's what has inspired my guest today. Jacob Nomafo and Jonah Blackburn are co-founders of Lucid Meme, a company that helps brands build relationships between businesses and Gen Z, through humor. So Jacob, thank you very much for having us, Jeremy. You guys on the show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It's absolutely great to be here. All right. So let's jump right in. Lucid Meme is the first company that I've come across that focuses on memes specifically as a marketing strategy and a tool. So just give us kind of the short version of how you guys came up with this idea for a business focused specifically on yeah, for sure. So often with these things, you kind of stumble across the idea by being in the problem yourself. I was running a, a big ad campaign last year and very quickly realized uh, amongst about 25 creatives, 10 of them were memes. They were performing very well, kind of took a step back and thought there's something here. Who's kind of dominating the space? Had a look around, didn't really seem to be anyone um, being at the forefront of, of meme culture by way of bridging companies and younger people. Took that forward, flew off to Barcelona at the start of the year. Um, where Jonah and I solidified the idea and basically created what is Lucid Meme today, helping companies of all shapes and sizes to get in front of Gen Z in an authentic and engaging way. Okay, excellent. And now, Jonah, can you verify those claims or would you like to dispute any of what we've just heard? I would definitely like to verify those claims. (laughs) I think that... I think when we had this whole idea and Jacob sent me all this data, I'm a very big data guy. I had one look at it and immediately knew that this is where we had to be. And this is where we had to garner all our energy towards because it became very apparent to me that as much as I love memes, you know, I knew that there were so many others that had the same, had the same feeling. And that data was just that pivotal proof. Like I said, it's no secret that Gen Z Zers love memes. I mean, we all love memes. It's not exclusive to Gen Z, but these are digital natives, right? Who have Mm -hmm. just grown up with it. And so they really just know the meme culture. But like, so here's, here's one question I have. And like, if I was a potential investor in the business, one question I might have is like, okay, people love memes because they're fun and they're just kind of freewheeling. Like anyone can create them. 
What happens though, when you start to kind of put them in a marketing context, is there a danger there that they'll no longer be fun? You know what I mean? That the people will be like, oh, they're just trying to sell us shit. And that's not cool. We like, so we don't like that kind of meme. We like the fun memes that are just for fun. So, so how do you respond to that? So I would say that there's a, a very, very key line that I think that, I think that people are very easy to adapt and to resonate if there's a message in there that they that will appeal to them and make them laugh. That's the whole point of these humor-driven content and why it's so powerful is because when you have that message and you, you know, and it actually relates to you on a personal level, it might be that there's a business message inside. And that's what we do so well is combine the two of professionalism and humor. But you're just thinking about that funny thing that actually resonated with you. And then it's more of a subconscious act of that business message getting through. It's not even, you don't even know it's happening. It's more of a subliminal thing, which, which I think is really good for the psyche because you're focusing on the thing that is making you happy and making you laugh and being a force for good. But then at the same time, you're soaking up that other that information, should we say? Okay. And so, and so like Jacob, I would think like the, the, with, like with anything, really the devil has to be in the details here. It's like how you deploy the beam. Obviously you won't just make it a blatant advertisement for something, right? Am, am I right? I mean, you'd have to 100%, handle this. And like, I'd say it's about being in the right places. Often companies, they have an amazing offer, whether it's those amazing jobs they're trying to get across, but they unfortunately just don't understand how young people communicate. And on the same side, young people don't really understand how to communicate with these companies. And it kind of gets lost in translation. People, even young people going for job interviews kind of think, how should I speak? How should I turn up? But it's a case of obviously being yourself and bringing your best self. But that's where we come in is we have lived experience in both kind of sides. So we're a bit of a bridge between the two different groups, getting the, the message across, a bit of a translator between the two. And there's a grave danger for, for companies for it to, to go wrong, to post something that really is not funny. And Jeremy, when it's not funny, as I'm sure it's really not funny. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's a very delicate <laughs> right. dance that we've danced uh, many a time. It's not our first tango. And yeah, basically mm -hmm. that's what we bring. We bring that magic into the company's worlds. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, right? There's a very fine line between funny and cringe, right? <laughs> it, or funny and just like embarrassing or stupid or even wrong and offensive, especially yeah. these days, like be careful. Uh, so like, let's get to the tactical stuff. And I'm imagining a typical VP of marketing or like a head of content at some company. They're like, they're in their mid fifties kind of far, a couple generations removed from a Gen Z audience. And they, they've seen the memes, they, they get it, but they might be like, I don't, which ones are funny? Like, like how do we, how do you avoid looking stupid doing this? So can you give me like a, like a, a, a use case and like tactically how, like, and like maybe how you guys would help somebody like that incorporate memes into their Definitely. It, lots of what we do comes down to listening and that's a big part of of making sure gen z feel feel listened to and heard and it's important the companies reflect those learnings in how they present themselves so yeah it's 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 less about with these big corporations they fall into the trap because of operation of how they operate of treating young people like numbers sometimes and it's super important to to mm. to, to get away from that framework and really start a conversation with the young people and that's why meme culture is it's based on conversations happening in real time. So with human driven content, 
it's important that's reflected by the way you market to young people because they feel listened to and they feel like they want to engage. They feel a part of the story and hopefully they'll be a part of your story as a result. Okay. And I mean, for sure, I think that that, that sounds right for Gen Z and frankly, for, for most people. I don't think anyone really likes being treated like a number, no matter sure. what generation you're from, right? Like, and especially these days, if you're online, I mean, who isn't? You got to connect and connect on a human level. And, and this is maybe even more important for Gen Z or like you have to do it in a particular way. But like, Jonah, can you give me a specific example of how, of how you have used me, like a particular meme in a marketing context? Yeah, for sure. I mean... When looking at our own social page, we have just started our own Instagram and we are very, very active on LinkedIn, of course. And we use this as our own kind of brand messaging about what we can do. And we use pieces of content like how people feel in the employee world when they're looking for new jobs and our financial climate when it's loads of people are looking for jobs right now. And it's, it's a really tough thing. And people are having this common shared experience of it's really tough out there. Our memes give a humor side to that, of that shared experience being commented on saying, why don't employers just be straight up with their salaries? Something as an example, like I think it hits a lot harder on our Instagram when you actually see the picture in full, in mm -hmm. like full fledged. But I think it's about using the shared common experience that we're all sh like, like having and like having pain points on and then finding that human just, and just to add to that, that just, just, just to add to that about. Jeremy yeah okay. example just came to mind for example I'm seeing your faces here we did a meme about being on face to camera content uh, for a client which was focused on in, uh, social media managers in the law sector we made a meme about feeling like a clown when you do face to con face to camera content for the first time and again people feel seen uh, their struggle seen and then they, they they comment on it and they it's all positive yeah Okay. Describe that meme. Like I, it's, it would be better to see it and, and maybe you can even send me like a, uh, like an image of it and I can mm. post it to, to the, uh, to our, to the show website. But like, so what did that meme look like? Like what was the image? So it was a, was it was a picture of a, a cartoon standing in front of a mirror and then you can see her reflection in the mirror and she's got a, a whole clown, clown makeup on, uh, caption being how it feels when you make face to, uh, face to camera content for the first time. Like that's one thing that I, okay. I used to struggle with a lot in kind of being on camera in general. And again, it's, it's making people feel, feel heard and they feel like they really, really feel that experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a good example. And it's like, I'm thinking that makes me think the memes that I see that I like, you, you see, you can, they, they work because you can, you relate to and them you, and you can you feel your past experience of what that felt right. like. And it goes deeper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's done as, and, and your whole idea here is built on, we're delivering this through humor. I mean, there'd be a lot of different ways to deliver that message, but the, the value of a meme is just in one image and just three or four words, right? And like one caption, it just gets to the heart of a thing that we all have experienced and feel. And just in an instant, you're like, ah, yep, exactly. Yeah, I think too many people are trying to post this kind of traditional content of long form text because they think people are going to read. Like, yes, that does work on some people, but I think we have to adapt. And the marketing world has come to less is more, where you have to have a powerful message 
in a very simplistic way. And that's what people are connecting with in their busy lives when they're scrolling and they don't have time to be looking through all this stuff. They have their yeah. attention span is short, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And I think that's what's driven the model of the video short, right? I mean, reels have been around for a while, but the mm -hmm. TikToks and now YouTube with the shorts, I mean, yeah. that's where it's all going, right? And and there's a real art and science to creating very concise short form content that actually yeah. delivers value. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so again, kind of sticking with the tactical, like I've dabbled a little bit in this. I'm thinking, well, my LinkedIn posts, like, what can I do differently? Maybe I'll add some memes. And I see people that do that really well. So at one point I went online and just searched for like memes, like meme generator. Mm -hmm. And it was a little, I got to say, it was a little bewildering. I'm like, I don't, I just clicked on a couple random sites that came up and I did not know what I was looking at. They were all over the place. And I'm like, wait, am I creating my own memes or are these ready built? Like, and I abandoned it because it was confusing to me. So again, if I'm a middle-aged head of content and the, and the boss is like, we're doing meme marketing, find me some memes. How does that work? And, and how would Definitely. you guys help um, with that? So it's all about diving into the, the cultural importance. For example, on the image side, what does the image evoke? What does it mean to the audience? What meaning has it had in the past? And how can we ascribe new meaning to that in the context of your message? So it's, yeah, I'd say practically the first step would be within the organization testing. Let the, the, the people in charge of the socials kind of have the autonomy to explore this type of content to see if it's something that would work for you. And then it's a case of, of, of yeah, working with us to basically exactly to delineate exactly what that can look like. And yeah, it's with social, it's always testing, especially with this sort of content. So it's a case of, again, listening to, to what works and, and just constantly iterating. Yeah. Okay. Which, which Maybe sounds like, add one yeah, more yeah, thing go ahead, go ahead. I also think, you know, what we do and, you know, what we are, you know, our whole kind of business model is based on that we walk this kind of metaphorical line and that is the line of where you should push these social media posts as a context of how do I feel when I post it? And we say that you shouldn't post something if you don't feel a little bit scared about posting it because mm. you need to be walking that line of it needs to be evoking emotion. It needs to be evoking a, pr a pretty primal function in you while still keeping to not being over the line, not being offensive or rude. Or, and it's a very, very, it's like a knife edge of a line. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of social media managers fail is they go and try to create memes, but they then haven't really got the line. They're either way too far and then it's it just doesn't really hit because it's, it hasn't got that emotion raw and like kind of momentum or they go way over and offend somebody. Okay. And so you guys are like, yeah. we're going to help you define that line. 100%. 100%. Okay. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because so because my next question was going to be like, what do you what should you not do? What are the pitfalls to avoid? So one of them obviously is crossing over that line. Yeah. And you might not even know you've crossed over until it's way too late. Right. Exactly. What else when it comes to when we're talking about memes? What are some other obvious red flags pitfalls? I think it's again, it's trying to use too long of text. I hmm. like really believe that a meme is in a punchy message. It shouldn't be seven paragraphs of text trying yeah. to deliver 
what is in short a short marketing message because they don't really they don't have a a big cta right it's either sign up learn more or engage or audience are garnering but there's never a, a kind of wider spread as it will i think it's people just need to understand that it's I, just it's to add to that as well i think it's um, very sense. common to, to get too literal uh you're kind of you're trying to describe something and you find yourself painting it out too much and that basically just segments the audience it relates to you don't feel seen when you read it because it's about a specific thing that happened a specific time maybe or whatever so it's about keeping it broad so as many people as possible relate to it yeah this makes me think it's kind of like writing a good joke like which is an art and a science ask any stand-up comic like they the good ones make it seem yeah. like they're just making it up on the spot on stage but of course they're not they've spent years crafting this joke and refining it over time and then they can deliver it in a way for maximum laughs, right? I mean, a meme is kind of, it's really, it's a, I think it's a lot easier in my experience to write seven paragraphs than it is to write yeah. seven words and do them for really sure. well. And especially to, to make them funny and appeal to your target audience and to match them up with an image and funny, not just to you, but to your audience, like how there's a, a whole, and, that's a real art and a science. Yeah, I was gonna say, and you can lose them by, by word three, they can be lost. <laughs> super important to get that flow right yeah yeah for sure i also think the message that you will try to send i think that it can get it can get a bit it can get a bit lost right and i think if you try and overcomplicate it it i think i think kind of nothing gets seen i don't even think it like it's nor funny your business message doesn't get across and i think it's just it just turns into a complete fail right yeah 100 percent. well Guys, there's, there, this is a deep topic, really. I think people think of memes yeah. as like, oh, these funny throwaway things, haha, yeah. whatever. But like anything, the more you think about it, the more it's like, oh, no, there's a, this is an art form, really. And I think what you guys are doing is, is super cool. And by the way, forgot to mention up front, you guys are backed by the one and only Gary V. So that's pretty good indication that, that you're on to something. So congratulations for that, first of all. And, and one last question. Of course. So LinkedIn, myself and Jonah, Jacob Namafo, Jonah Blackburn, personal on LinkedIn, of Lucid Meme on LinkedIn and Instagram as well, Lucid Meme UK. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun and really super interesting. And I know, and we haven't talked about this at all before on the podcast. So I'm really glad we had a chance to talk about it. So Thank you both for your time. I know you guys are in, in uh, what is what do they say? Merry old London? Ja well, how would you say that? Or is, does no one say anything like that at all? Honestly, I've only ever heard London. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I've just outed myself as an idiot. Okay. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I'll just, I'll go with merry old England. I don't know. But it, me, my point is, it's like afternoon for me. It's like evening for you guys or early yeah. evening. So thank you for your time and for a great thank discussion. Appreciate really it. appreciate it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to 
connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.